killer whales, Billy D. Williams, and cameras. It's pun intensive. Welcome to Pun Intensive. Let me introduce you to our panelists. They are critergenically preserved Bill Crider, the man who is able to tie any of your gags, David Gag- uh, Guggenheim, uh, Pun Bear, Gare Bear, Harry Halleck, <laughs> because three Daves are better than two or one, David Wide. Actually, I guess when Dave was going to be here, that would have made more sense. Uh, and me planted. Two, two, two Daves are almost enough. <laughs> and, and me planted firmly between phases KM, Aaron Faisal. We're going to start off today with the Zinger of the Week. These are true tales and testaments of the wit in word perpetrated in real life by ours truly so let's uh let's start off with the producer emeritus of the o henry punoff and occasional punster in his own right gary halleck uh, sometimes i write sometimes i just say them out loud uh now i was talking to a, fr- a friend of mine the other day who said he just got a job as a dispatcher for capital metro the ride service where they pick up handicapped people and 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 i said so you don't you don't actually have to have to deal with the handicapped people themselves and he says no i'm just talking to him on the phone and I say, so so you can stand back and not get emotionally involved you can be dispatching it and he said yeah that's right i'll be sure and use that one at work tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> and producer of the o henry punoff and former class clown david guggenheim i remember seeing that they were uh, searching for survivors using cadaver dogs and i thought wouldn't it be better if they used live ones <laughs> <laughs> and it just dawned on me that in the introduction uh, we're going to say this is dave's fault for not showing up i forgot to mention our uh, special guest david wide a veteran of o henry punoff for many years also a current and frequent contributor to seattle's pundemonium david wide what's your zinger of the week a friend asked me how I was doing with the storms up in Seattle, and I said I won't blow V8 about the wind. As the host and the Panos newest MC have a zinger that that makes me think of, this actually was text exchange that we had with most of the people in this group, where the 1980s came up, and uh, so I said nine teenage Ds, like high school-aged Wallace Stone, Billy Williams, and Mr. Snyder. And I'm pretty sure most people don't get at least one of those references. <laughs> <laughs> but I was rather pleased with that. And finally, long-time pun-off attendee, twice competitor, and twice a judge, Bill Kreider. I invest in real estate, and to do that, I buy distressed houses and then fix them up and sell them. And just this week, I actually bought a house that was every room was stacked floor-to-ceiling with trash and junk, and you could barely even walk through the house. And my wife was a little bit nonplussed when I went home, and I told her I just bought the best little hoarder house in Texas. <laughs> nonplussed. Is that subtraction? I guess so. <laughs> At least nothing's added. When she reacted, did she sock you in the face and knock your teeth out, and now you'll have to fix your upper? 
<laughs> Picture upper, yeah. Yeah, there was, there was actually another thing that just happened this morning, and this was one that my son said. So some of you may have noticed that I walked into the room sporting some new ink on my arm. Oh. <laughs> and it's actually a henna tattoo. Well, we went to a party last night, a company party, and they had henna artists doing temporary tattoos. I have a, a dragon tattoo on my arm, and I did this just Why to... Just that's why you're to, dragging your arm? <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm dragging my arm. And I did this just for my son's sake because he's now in his 20s. But when he was a teenager, of course, he wanted a tattoo and I wouldn't let him get one. And I was going to see him this morning. And so I thought, what fun to get a tattoo on my arm and surprise him with it. And he took one look at it and said, Dad, I can't believe Tattoo did that. <laughs> well, it is a dad joke. Well, it is a dad joke, yes. <laughs> and say, Aaron, I heard y'all last week talking about some uh, advice for people on uh, spring break. And since I wasn't uh, here to record for the podcast, I had some advice I wanted to add into that for spring break for those who haven't gone yet. If you're a young lady, you should go to Yellowstone because that's where the guys are. And and if you're if you're a guy, you should go west to West Africa because that's where many have seen a gal. Uh, welcome to you all. We're going to take a quick break here, but when we come back, we have a game that will genuinely test the question: Is it a pun? Thanks for coming back. We're going to start off with the game, and I'm just going to go ahead and toss it to Gary. Well, we're going to do a kind of a, an experimental game that is basically an enhanced version of Punslingers, where I'm going to give you keywords, and we're going to see if we can just squeeze the life out of a single keyword, and we'll just pass it around the table until we feel like we've exhausted it, and then I'll start another one. And the word is post. P-O-S-T. I'm going to give you an example, okay? My mail carrier quit because he got overweight. Now he's an ex-post fatso. <laughs> Gary, post us a question and we're supposed to answer it. I was in too big a hurry. It was post-haste. Or I have no post-taste. <laughs> I think some selfies are not very well post I'm not sure that I'm going to leave Bill's last one in because I, as a rule, post no bills. I'm not opposed to that idea. I like these conversations because they are very ripost. Eat stew after you make it, post stir. These are so good, I raise my glass and post toasties. Or toast posties. I don't know if I like the way you impost these rules on me. All the quips that Aaron makes are post-hosties. That's what I think when I see a uh, political comment on Facebook. It's dumb as a post. I, I think that uh, a lot of the people who try to act intelligent on Facebook are actually post-doers. After someone hacks you, it's post-pone. PWN is slang for <laughs> hacking someone pronounced pwn. Hey, as, as the second youngest person at this table, I got it. <laughs> as, as possibly the oldest person at this table, I got it. Oh, okay, awesome. <laughs> you know, you... Oh, it's spring break again. <laughs> Boy, did it. 
You know, you can't post if you don't log in. All right. The head of the head of the mail system was also the roast master, so they called him the postmaster. Okay, when you're all finished crying, yet you still have moisture leaking out the side of your eyes, is that posterior? <laughs> I think this is a pretty post-state of affairs. I have energy after I eat post-statos. I'm not really that much of a punster. I'm just a poster. My least favorite thing about going to the doctor is the post-trade exam. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure I can figure that one out. Uh, He was a bad driver. He was a posterior. Gary's looking for the exit sign and outpost. Poster? I hardly know her. (laughs) I think that's a good place to end. (laughs) So what do we got next, Gary? That's the way it's supposed to end, right? (laughs) You know, uh, Gracie put pictures of her uh, kid on Facebook. Does that make him a poster child? (laughs) I hardly know Now it's coming back to life again. Shall (laughs) we go around or shall I start another one? Let's let's move on. Start another one. The word is super, S-U-P-E-R, super. Are you going to start it or? Oh, I'm sorry. I I must be the supercilious person here. (laughs) I invented, instead of wearing glasses to see... I invented uh, one of these accountant's visors that goes above your eyes, and when you look through it, you can see long distances. I call it my supervisor. One bowl of broth per person. It's a soup per. (laughs) Yeah, I boiled sesame seeds. It was superseded. Oh, that pun really superized me. My lawyer filed a lawsuit and he charged charged me. <laughs> I just I just stole the next cue from from the next three people. Yeah. All right, yeah. my lawyer. You can tell that. <laughs> finish it. Finish it yourself. That's very great. I decided to sue per my lawyer's advice. Okay, there you go. I uh, saw a really uh, old pickup truck and I wanted to super up. Is this reference to the Supra car that didn't see the light or or any sun either? What is the connection between Johnny Cash and Shel Silverstein? They're both boy named Sue Persons. <laughs> In France, bread is three sous per pound. My favorite old band is the Supremes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's so great about janitors. Why do they call them Super? I've already had lunch, so now it's time for Super. Was that the guy that used to run the store on Sesame Street, Mr. Super? <laughs> no, Mr. Pooper. No, Mr. Looper. No, Mr. <laughs> I believe there's a famous person who we're going to reference twice. It's Lao Tzu per now. In California, they break things a lot. It's super califragile, etc. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting you to go all the way with that one. I need more time to think. <laughs> well, I've been, I've, been t- I've been thinking about that pun for the last 10 minutes, and I, thought, I just I can't get all the way through. I thought you were going to do the old Gandhi joke about eating garlic and not wearing shoes. He That's... was a super calloused, fragile mystic blessed with halitosis. <laughs> we're, we're kind of running up against the Clark here, so I can't think of any more, but... Uh... Superman, when he got really old, his costume got very faded, so he went around with a gray escape. 
<laughs> this, this is an example. I don't think that's a... <laughs> this is an example of how I used the word super in a story that ended in a pun. Oh, is that how According this to the rules that I established, I just that now. is legitimate. <laughs> All right, I think it's time to move on to the next one then. If you're really good at yoga, you're super impose. Super impose. Oh. <laughs> okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna give the win to Dave White on that one. You wanna go around one more time? We're we good for it? Yeah, let's do one more. All right. Orca. O R C A. Orca. My son plays in an orchestra. Do you like the White Sox or Cubs? There's an employee for SeaWorld known as the Orca Thief. <laughs> I guess he's pretty well organized then, huh? <laughs> I only eat organic foods. When a mine blows up, it's Orca Boom. Do I need to come up with another pun, or can we move on? If you get hundreds of militarized killer whales, you could say, We're the Orca Army. <laughs> <laughs> Is, is that only local? I'm not sure. <laughs> I was thinking about the, the big blowing wind across the Gulf is a, uh, a, a, a Norokine. <laughs> Boy, that one went nowhere. <laughs> you never know where they're going to go. <laughs> there were pirates who trained whales to help them to steal ships. They were known as organized crime. <laughs> Have you read the Lord of the Rings children's book? If you give an orca weapon. <laughs> I had a whale infestation at my house. Better get orcan. <laughs> As a farmer, I'm always trying to increase the size of my orchards. Or orchards. Uh, orchards. Orch orchards. Okay. <laughs> orchards. You're not growing. You're not growing flowers. <laughs> I was thinking of a of a religious cult that worships killer whales. It would be a sex orca. <laughs> a sex orca. <laughs> there was a science fiction movie about a whale that could solve crimes in advance. It was called a Minority Report. The whale had an open schedule. He had no appointments or commitments. Nice. Good clean one there. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure <laughs> if I should be asking this of a stranger or Ken. Ken. Or Ken. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't Keep know. Keep trying what. sooner or later. It'll be funny. <laughs> or, or we'll laugh. <laughs> the three letter abbreviation for. Northern California would be N-O-R-C-A. Listen to whale sounds on CD or cassette. Okay. Oh, nice, nice. Hello, folks. That's Orca the Pig. <laughs> I occasionally get a good <laughs> Or can I? Or you could have uh, cake or candy. I think after that, we definitely need to take a break, but uh, I want to revisit this topic and do a quick analysis about why these are or are not puns, so we'll be back. And we're back. Gary, let's go ahead and talk a little bit more about this game that we were playing earlier. 
Well, I'm always looking for new ways to perpetrate old puns, is basically what it amounts to. At the O'Henry Pun Off, we have been going on for 42 years with more or less the same format that we've always had for the last 30 years or so. It's pretty much been punniest of show, which is prepared material uh, within a time limit judged by a team of judges. The second part of the event, and by far the more popular, is the uh, what we used to call high lies and low puns. We now call it pun slingers, and is where we put two people up on stage, we throw them a topic, and within topic parameters and individual time limits, they battle back and forth on the topic, and they are not allowed to reuse uh, a keyword, which is always a very difficult thing for some people to do because like-minded people think alike and you've only got a limited amount of keywords for a lot of topics and some of the easy pickings get picked off real fast and inevitably the guy next to you spouts out the one that you were thinking about working on. What I was experimenting with in this one is that you are not only allowed to reuse the keyword but required to reuse the keyword. So we turn the whole thing topsy-turvy, you know, try to do that Q word to death. It doesn't necessarily make it any funnier. It doesn't necessarily make it any more clever or require a different part of your brain. Well, and I think it's an interesting... I've heard many people say at the O. Henry Punoff that finding the cues are a lot harder than finding the puns. So Especially uh, the cue for the bathroom. <laughs> so that last game was fun in that... Cues are a non-issue. That's something that Brian Oakley often notes, that it kind of becomes, if you're a good enough punster, it's really just a matter of how many of those cue words you can stack up in your brain and spit them out. In the puny page, we have lots of games that we play. Yeah, and sometimes on Yahoo we've groups. Done, on Yahoo, in the Yahoo group. And we've, we've sometimes done abuse this word with so, different phrases, like we did one with real estate, where I think between you and I, we probably came up with 50 different uses of real estate and some of them, I think, were incredibly creative. Uh, like you came up with, did you really state that blah, blah, blah? So I think if you said, I rate my favorite whales on a scorecard, like that would be a pun. So there's still a lot of flexibility. And it reminds me of like, you make an anagram, someone else is making another anagram, and you go back and forth. You but anagramming the same word? Or? Yeah, yeah. So bananagrams, the like mm. Scrabble where you have your own board. I played once with a friend who had a variant where you put the words in front of you as you make them, and then if someone can make an anagram of your word, they get it. D nope, David doesn't. David's trying to time us. Are the O-R-C-A? A visual pun. Entirely visual. I'm not sure you understand podcasts. Yeah. Got the, 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 village, the, the village people have arrived. And, and this would be very hard to do at the pun-off, first of all, because of our time constraints. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This would not be something that we could do at the pun-off pun -off warm-ups. We do a really wild and crazy get-together the night before the pun-off here in, in Austin on the Friday night before the pun-off where we experiment with games like this. And it's you know, real free-form, and we involve people who try to involve people who have not made the cut on the registration for competition the following day and give, give them a chance to play. We also do after-party games. Conceivably could be something we could do at any number of those venues if we could kind of put some rules to it and, and get it properly explained. Just like with any kind of a game, the more explanation that it takes, the less fun it's going to be because you don't get a chance, chance to start playing. Well, right. I think in many ways this is you know the exact same thing as the Seven Samurai or uh, what we did last time, 
where you get a cue and you have to try and come up with as many puns as possible on that cue. It's just when it's punslinger style going around yeah. first when you're well, sort of... De- I, de- I deliberately made these words short so that they would be, uh, uh, you know, not, not give you too many ideas around the edges of it. What you refer to as Seven Samurai was the Thought Bubbles game that, that I played with you last week. We played a very similar game in 2006. There was a bag and we pulled items out of the bag and took turns making puns on that item. It was prop-inspired cues. Basically, instead of having word cues, we had a table full of props. Basically, just junk I pulled out of the back of my pickup truck. Here's a camera. Okay, so pick up the camera, and instead of saying the topic is cameras, it's just like I'm holding this camera up, and everybody sees what it is, and then you start making camera puns or whatever. And then the fun thing about it was that we were lining up literally in a barbecue at this table and they would, as they were approaching the microphone, they would pick up one of these props off the table of their choice. And so they were choosing their own topic and having a chance to, to warm themselves up and maybe banter with them. Yes, to pick. Kind of more inspirational because you actually have the camera there and you could use the camera as a prop to make the pun that you it's like hey this really lends itself to humor yes right oh i shudder at shudder at the thought you know and you could actually point to the various pieces of the camera or the or the scuba gear or whatever else it was that came out of the back of my truck and it's actually an interesting middle ground between punniest and punslingers because you choose the topic but it's from a narrow range of possible topics mm-hmm. so like for pandemonium in seattle they'll have their 30 topics and they'll assign you one but if you're like I have a plush elephant and a camera on a table. I get to pick which one I want. We should try that again because I've still got a bunch of crap in the back of my truck. (laughs) I think this is a good conversation for pun intensive because our listeners can really think about different kinds of games that they can do. What we can't do is prop comedy on the radio. (laughs) Right. With that said, let's go ahead and take a break. Uh, When we come back, we are going to play the Punslingers game. We are back. It's time for the Pun Slingers game. Uh, now, this is exactly what we were talking about before, in which there is a topic and you come up with a cue, and then no one else is allowed to come up with that cue. At least that's normally the way it is. We're not going to be very hard and fast on those rules. Also, there's not a time limit, except for how long I find this interesting. So, (laughs) Okay, the game's over already. (laughs) So the next question, of course, is what is the category? The topic is cameras and photography. When someone takes a photo of me, I bat my eye flashes. So let's go ahead and get the bicameral legislature in here. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite Motown group was Nikon Tina Turner. I guess this topic always makes me shudder in fear. (laughs) Downtown Austin, they have a statue of a cannon. So do nuclear physicists buy and sell atoms? (laughs) You know, Pink Floyd had a large format camera and a dark slide of the moon. I uh, really like nature documentaries. Last night I watched one about Kodak bears. Uh, the uh, priest decided to Roloflex. I took a picture of my wife's Christmas decorations where she had the little baby Jesus and all the shepherds and everybody gathered around, and, and I took it with actual film, you know, and then I looked at the thing, you know, oh, it's a negativity scene. 
<laughs> well, you, I don't know if you knew this, but Jesus knew martial arts. They called him Kung Fu Jesus. This topic films me up with joy. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is just too confugiing to me. <laughs> you know, when Madonna got her first German camera, she was like a virgin. There was a guy who was married for a long time, and there were just many things that he did every day just automatically because he was married, like, you know, taking out the trash and putting away his socks, dirty socks and everything. But when he got divorced, he stopped doing that because being single ends reflex. <laughs> My memory chip is faulty. It's a test D card. After Christmas, I take all the decorations and I put them in stomatic. I take photos of raw fish and I try and get some bokeh bowl. It's hard to come up with a pun in a flash. There was a uh, boy band that was kind of a flash in the pan. They were in sync. I took a bunch of photographs of laundry detergent. You want to see my Prince of Tides? I didn't really love her. It was a focus. <laughs> Remember that topic that we, uh, I believe it was the very first one that we did in Gary's game. We should have had that conversation about rages. It'd be Polaroid. This oh, is a, uh, oh, it was post. Darn it. Oh, well. <laughs> no, the pol Polaroids is what those bears up in Alaska get when they, when they have hemorrhoids. <laughs> uh, if you think this is easy, you should try podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but if you put it on YouTube, you could get a lot of views, Master. <laughs> I take a lot of photos when I'm going down a water slide. It's a point and shoot. I keep my uh, German cameras on the top shelf because I have contacts in high places. I can indeed understand how that would happen. I like to think that Mr. Halleck is DeGary type. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> What team are you playing on, Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> the best one. When software engineers get married, they develop. <laughs> I lost my luggage and my camera was in there and it, and it went all over the world. I wish I could know how far it went. I would love to know about the film strip. <sighs> I'm the cyan type. The gravity was so strong, he went up in hole. I get very excited while I'm waiting for my film to develop. I just can't control my emotions. <laughs> the French hero was into photography. She had a Joan d'Arc room. I wanted to take a picture of something that was really far off, and I, so far off I couldn't even tell what it was, but I presumed I knew what it was. I wanted to enlarge her, but I decided that'll fix her. <laughs> when I pick up my farm tools, it's a whole horizon line. Ooh. <laughs> Do you know what you see on a fortune teller's front porch? A medium floor mat. During the Dust Bowl, the life photographers took pictures of a lot of bad crops. Oh, you could get rich and frameless that way. <laughs> I can't find my Italian camera. I lost my mamiya. <laughs> the photographer got on a boat. They were a photog rafter. 
<laughs> I have too much high-end audio equipment. I just don't know if I can stereoscope. If I play dodgeball, I'll be picked, sure. So if you go to one of those Viet- Vietnamese soup places and you run into a con man, it'd be a faux to grifter. <laughs> You like that, do you? <laughs> I love my jokes. <laughs> that was for you, Julia. So I saw this really ancient picture of one of those uh, Star Wars droids. It was printed in sepia 3 tones. <laughs> He's not a professional photographer. He's an aperture. Aperture science. My shower doesn't have a bathtub. It's tub lack and wide. Mm. Oh, he even worked his own name into that one. <laughs> Tub black and white. I could tell he was a professional photographer. He got off the bus at the F-stop. This might be a good place to F-stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrific place to stop. So we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get sage advice from the panel about an upcoming holiday, St. Patrick's Day. And we're back. All right, guys, before we go, let's do some real quick plugs. On May 11th, 2019, we have the O. Henry Punoff in Austin. You can go to punpunpun.com or punoff.com to get more information. I encourage you to visit our website, punintensive.com, or you can also visit us at facebook.com slash punintensive or instagram.com slash punintensive. Uh, all the other ones, too. Uh, apparently, one day we'll have YouTube slash punintensive, but they won't let me do that yet. Does anybody want to give other plugs? Uh, for example, the Puny page? Yes, the Puny page is on Facebook. It is uh, facebook.com slash puny page or just go to Facebook and search for Puny Page. It's P-U-N-Y-P-A-G-E. The reason we spell it P-U-N-Y is because it stands for Punsters United Nearly Yearly. And I'm going to do the same shameless plug that I did a few weeks ago. I am uh, very intimately involved with a business in Austin called Fantastic Magic Camp. And people will be listening to this at a time when people want to sign their kids up for it. So I would encourage you to go to magiccamp.com and find out more about it. We'll teach kids magic, puppetry, juggling, balloon twisting. It's a lot of fun. Our special guest, David Wide, you want to talk a little bit about what's going on with you? Yeah, so Pundemonium, as I mentioned last time in your city, but I think uh, one thing I want to plug is that you don't have to just do pun competitions. If you enjoy puns, you can sort of play games among your friends. And so on the puny uh, Yahoo group, they have pun riddles periodically where someone picks a topic and comes up with 10 little riddles that are all puns, and then everyone tries to solve it, and whoever solves all or first hosts next week. And so I've thought about doing this on Facebook among my friends, and I think it would be a lot of fun. So it's kind of thing where you don't need to go be on stage. Uh, You have time to think about it. If you're into puns, fun thing to do with your friends. If you're not into puns, a terrible thing to do with your friends. Uh, Come and visit (laughs) us on on puny Yahoo groups. If you're you're, uh, over 30, you might know what (laughs) Yahoo groups is. Yeah, so that's kind of the gold standard, but I was thinking of sort of self-organizing just so it doesn't get completely overloaded as well would be fun. How about you, Gary? 
I still have that apartment for rent. <laughs> Three bedroom <laughs> really? upstairs. Really, after a whole week, nice. no one two picked bedroom, it up Two bedroom, too bad. <laughs> it's, it's the least I could do, you know? All right. We are going to take off. Real quickly, though, I want you guys to give some suggestions about the upcoming holiday, St. Patrick's Day. For example, if you're of a charitable nature, be sure to be careful when you make a visit to the Leprechaunoli. David Guggenheim? Be careful of body parts falling off of a criminal. Those are uh, leprechauns. <laughs> and <laughs> Bill Kreider? Sure, and it is true. If you're having a talk with the Brit on St. Patrick's Day, <laughs> tell them it's not their land, it's our land. <laughs> and Gary Halleck? I'm not an alcohol drinker, but I have to be a green beer is a good thing to drink on St. Patrick's Day, and I want to take this opportunity to invite you to a pub crawl Aaron go bra <laughs> and our very special guest David Wide stay cool Dublin your ire lands you in some wild situations <laughs> with that we are going to sign off I'm Aaron Faisal signing off with a catchphrase see you next time <laughs>